Welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling card podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans, featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer, I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger and better collection and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling fans and trading card collectors? Worlds collide back again. It's another week, and we're still here, still, still going down the road, barely, barely, yeah, barely. I mean, by the time we're recording this, we're in the new year. I'm recording this. Uh, yeah, it's just, um, I don't know. I didn't think I, I had no idea we'd be still doing this, to be honest with you. So, but here we are, and um, still enjoying it. So, I guess had something right. Yeah, still having fun. Um, we're gonna do some interesting discussions today. And, you know, talking about starting off the new year, you know, we're, we're what, not even a week into the new year. And we've already got like all kinds of breaking news that is going to tie into our discussion today. And that is wrestling cards versus sports cards. It's something that I think has kind of been a debate between different communities. Myself, I've constantly been pushing the agenda of why are wrestling cards not at the level of sports cards? So Let's just start things off with comparing and contrasting the classic, as they like to call it, stick and ball sports compared to the masters of the squared circle, quote, (laughs) drama. Yeah. Where do you begin? I don't know. I mean, you know, from the, let's just look at trading cards, you know, in general. I'll say, well, hey, I'm, in, I, I I'm into cards, and somebody goes, oh, you collect baseball cards. That's the first thing, though. I mean, baseball's been around forever and a half. I mean, it's one of the uh, oldest uh, produced uh, you know, properties out there. I mean, so it's just something that's kind of ingrained in people's minds and the, you know, the culture of, of collecting baseball cards. Anytime you mention cards, right. generally people are going to think baseball cards. It also depends. You're talking younger generation today. Younger generation, like, oh, you collect, you mean like Pokemon? <laughs> Uh, yeah that's true i actually ran into somebody at walmart today uh i was looking for more heritage blasters because i went and they had five i picked up three i wanted to be considerate and leave some for someone else (laughs) so i left two other blasters there (gasps) i went back today and i was looking for them again and sure enough they were gone so that means there are other wrestling card fans out there but while i was looking in your neighborhood no less yes yes (laughs) which is shocking trust me (laughs) Uh, but while I was looking, there's a girl that came up next to me. And she's like, I bet you're looking for the same thing that I'm looking for. And I was like, I doubt it. But what are you looking for? She's like, <laughs> Pokemon cards. And I'm like, oh, no. I was like, I've passed up this Charizard gift box thing down here a couple of times. So I know what you're doing, but that's not what I was looking for. So your point is exactly proven right there. So I just think, um, I don't know. And then wrestling cards is a whole. I, it, you want to go between comparing the, the sports to wrestling cards it's it just plays into the whole wrestling it, the wrestling genre as a whole it's just uh, something that's uh looked down upon i think still in this day and age even when it was in its you know it was so popular in the late 90s you know during the attitude era um, or during the 80s when trading cards was a boom yeah, yeah i, I still... mean it's just i mean but there weren't a whole lot of trading cards to collect when it came to wrestling at that time but uh compared well, to other sports I, I guess i say that because i still You know, we'll get down to this as we go through this discussion today, but people are out there not afraid to show off their Star Wars cards. They're not afraid to show off their GPK cards. 
but yet they still don't want to talk about wrestling cards. It's just, it's mind blowing to me. It, it is a mind blowing thing. It's uh, wrestling has a stigma attached to it um, that it's just some kind of lower form of entertainment and it's kind of a joke or it's something I was into when I was a kid. Um, I, I don't, I, I don't understand the logic there. I mean, it's still very prevalent because it's, it plays on, you know, what's going on in the world today, mostly if you look at WWE, especially. Yeah. Um, so it's just, uh, it, it's a drama show. It's no different than watching days of our lives or another world, or I'm dating myself with these damn dramas, uh, daytime <laughs> things. Um, you know, it's no different, man. I mean, and you get people who are like, yeah, it's fake. I'm like, yeah, but so is Game of Thrones, buddy. It ain't real. I mean, uh, jumping off point there. Have you seen what some of the Game of Thrones autograph cards go for? I, mean, I haven't. Nah. That they're, they're huge. And are they? Like, so people are willing to spend money on Game of Thrones merchandise. They know it's fake. They still don't like. Put well, I mean, people. You know? I mean, let's be honest though, though, because people are still. If there are people buying that, there are people buying wrestling cards. Of course, we yes. do, We just want them. And people are still spending absurd amount of money on cards. Someone spent almost ten grand on a Vince McMahon, you know, card, ungraded card. So these people exist. We just want to see the market be a little bit bigger, you know, as far as like, we're not going to be baseball. We're not going to be basketball. We're not going to be football. We're just not going to be that kind of market. I think it has potential to be that kind of market because I mean wrestling's got more of a global reach, and I think that than you know football would. I think I don't know. Again, that's something we'll touch on. I've got down to talk about later, um, but it, it's I don't I want if the market expands, I'm not going to sell what I have. So I want to make that clear that I just want them to. I, I want wrestling to be back on the pedestal like it was in the Attitude Era or like in the late '80s where. You know, I would be at school and everybody would be playing in their Monday night parties, their wrestling parties. You know, everybody go to certain people's houses, grab some pizza, and we'd have one TV with Nitro and one TV with Raw and everybody just be having a great time. And I'm like, why is that not in wrestling anymore? And that's kind of how I'm taking the cards to that level. And that's that's just why I keep harping on that. But well, I can um, tell you right now, when it comes to that aspect of having those kind of parties, uh, maybe you might be seeing that a little bit with the AEW because there's sort of a, a cult following with that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but not the same level as you just described for Attitude Era. But I, I can say that speaking of the speaking of AEW, I think that kind of those those fans they seem to be more interested in these cards. They do. They really do. It seems to be a big buzz. You know, I did a I did a spot not too long ago uh, for a television show called the uh, the Card Life TV. And uh, talk about what it's such a big buzz, you know, that we see for this product, like never seen before in wrestling cards. And even in the Attitude Era, you didn't hear a big buzz about this kind of stuff for, for trading cards. I mean, you had the Nitro stuff that came out and Superstar stuff came out and, you know, comic images and tops. And, uh, but, you know, there wasn't a huge buzz for it like right. we have for this AEW product. Um, but to answer your question, why about, you know, maybe to have an answer to your question about that time frame. You're talking what, over 20 years ago, okay? There is a lot more right. to offer people entertainment-wise than there was 20 years ago. It's way more ways to find things to entertain myself through streaming services and you know YouTube and just across the internet as a whole with 50 million channels of television to watch and still nothing to really watch. <laughs> um, uh, it's just um, it's just there's more options, right? More yeah, options will more options dilute the uh, the viewership of everything too. Of I everything, mean, you know, like sports too. Sports TV, like no matter 
you're going to look at it that way. Like no matter what you, th- what you say, it's a great point. It's, it's diluted everything, no matter what kind of entertainment platform it is. It, 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 our, I mean, I don't know because I don't follow Nelson ratings like that, but I don't know if any, if you know, or if someone who listens to this can want to comment about this, um, uh, which I encourage you to comment about all of our episodes, um, is uh, our, our numbers down, viewership numbers down across the board for like, you know, the NBA, for football, for, you know, pre, even pre-COVID, just let's talk about just before yeah. COVID, um, but are our numbers down? As far as ratings go, I couldn't yeah. tell you. As far as word of mouth popularity, yeah, I mean- uh, let me let me compare this to fantasy football. Like ten years ago, you could get anybody into a fantasy football league. Any you know work leagues, uh, pick them you know pools, all these things. Everybody watched football. Monday night football was a thing. Like Thursday night football, you know they started having Saturday games. Like the the football was huge, especially with fantasy. And then now, like I have a hard time filling my fantasy leagues because what you just said. There's so much going on. Whether it's other forms of entertainment people's personal lives people's work lives you know they just got so much going on which is another reason why maybe wrestling isn't as huge as it like maybe all the wrestling fans are having to work two or three jobs or have family obligations or you know these other things that are just taking precedent so that is you know it, it affects everything it's something i did not think about is kind of you know the world we live in now where everything is diluted but um i guess that ties into a little bit of the overall popularity uh, wrestling cards versus everything else. And I say everything else because hobby talking heads want to put, you know, I mentioned Star Wars and they want to talk about F1, Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, it seems like they'll talk about all this stuff, but not so much wrestling. I don't even hear like boxing talked about very much. I know that's not, but you know, it, it's it's a legitimate sport, but they'll even talk uh, about and again, Another globally accepted yes. and a globally... Uh, admired and, and viewed uh, sport. And it's a sport that ever, and you say globally, like it's two guys, it's two guys duking it out. Like, oh, it's, it's like the oldest form of entertainment there is out there. Yes. <laughs> Which is, again, is why I don't understand why wrestling isn't huge, you know, character-based story-driven sure. combat. Like sure. It might be staged, but you know, so is Die Hard, and look how many people like that. So, <laughs> but I got you on that one. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about just like, from the cardboard perspective and the hobby, why wrestling just as a genre hasn't gotten to that same level yet. I wish I had an answer for it, man, because then I'd, I'd solve it. I mean, I would just go ahead and start uh, taking it around <laughs> on tour and, 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 and injecting everybody with it. <laughs> but it's just, uh, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. It, it has the fan base. It, um, it should be appealing to those. And again, things are going to change when Panini gets involved in this too, as well, because we're going to bring a lot more eyeballs on the product. Um, and I think there's more eyeballs now than ever before, obviously, yes. and especially now the Panini announcement. And I'm sure these well, guys who are smart at it are kind of already prospecting like, you know, okay, I get this wrestling thing. Now I should check into this. Some of the older stuff, maybe. I and know. social media, which we'll get into that in a community yeah. section, but like, you know, um, people are people on social media seem to not be afraid to show off. Hey, I'm a wrestling fan, or hey, I like yep. wrestling cards, figures, like whatever it is. Seems like the wrestling fans are are completely open to talking about the collections. It's just well, when you're on social media, complete anonymity, anonymity, anonymity. So, um, but it's it. I don't know. Uh, but you see these people at li- in live events too, and they're very very fanatical and rabid about it's like that. Uh, everybody's uh, some sort of a level of a mark or a smart mark they want to be, I guess, and so they, they think they know everything. And um, so I, I don't know why it doesn't translate to cardboard. I really don't. Um, 
it is going to be something different come you know end of march beginning of april you know may uh maybe even like later this week i mean this aew stuff it's it's you know i'm at, at the time of recording me and you have both seen a couple of cards that have been already yep. pulled that's been social media um you know what happens if all of this buzz doesn't translate that's a that's possible and i'm kind of i'm a little nervous about that myself to be honest with you because um you know, I saw somebody posted their first breakup on Facebook and I grabbed that image and put it on Twitter and people started immediately commenting on that. And it seemed to be a 50, 50 split. This looks like crap or I can't wait to get some. Yeah. And like, you know, we've, uh, I expected to see a lot more breaking opportunities on eBay. Yeah. Whether, whether you agree with that or not, I expected to see a lot more breaking opportunities on breaking platforms not seeing a lot of that. Yep. Um, not seeing a lot of people putting up like any other product. You can go on eBay and it'll be like, you know, they're selling hobby boxes for double the price and they don't actually have them in hand yet. Yeah. The people will buy them. Not seeing that. Yeah. I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing any, like I said, box breaks too. You go down that, that road here for there. You don't see a lot of box breaks from uh, major reputable people out there who do breaks on, on the regular, which is, you know, focus on other sports. They don't really do wrestling. And I recently interviewed a guy, uh, um, Steve Rose Steel from, City. from Steel City and talk about that. And basically it's just about because there's just not a lot of interest in it from them. They don't get it. They don't care. There's not a, it's not a high end. Like they, they broke open. They did a transcendent box break. Mm-hmm. That's, that's high end money-making type of, you know, you know money makers right there. They, they will do it undisputed possibly, um, but nothing else. They're not going to do a, a flagship. They're not going to do a, a, a Chrome. They're not doing finest. That's what we're here for. We're yeah. here to break cards. Uh, guys, we've been putting this out on Twitter. We're going to have AEW bot. By the time you're hearing this, we already have them yep. most likely. Uh, we've got Tony. What all? I know, I know you've got Chrome. You got flagship. I've got, uh, some behind my, I've got, I've got some, uh, got some flagship. I got uh, some Chrome. I got some, uh, some heritage. Yeah, you're right. I got that. Um, I even got a box of Impel somewhere. I'm going to probably, cause I, you know, I had refill it, still another box. <laughs> um, and then, um, you know, as things come in, I mean, I think that's going to be something for 2022. I think that, uh, you know, either we're going to do it jointly, you and I together or individually, somehow we're going to be doing some box breaks out there. I want to get more people involved in doing some box breaks for wrestling. I know there's like uh, other stuff, you know, the card foundation guys, Papa bear out there did a lot of stuff on Instagram. Uh, just, he, he burns through a lot of great stuff up there, which is awesome. And then, uh, there's, you know, other guys doing stuff on what's it, uh, what, what not, whatnot, whatnot's yeah. a big thing. And I, I'm told that's like a, I haven't even watched any really, but I'm told it's like a crazy, like quick fix junkie. Like yes, you could lose, is. you could lose your shirt real quick by, by, by bidding on stuff so fast. I mean, yep. um, I, I don't have, I don't have that wheel and dealing type of thing. I mean, I, I can't do that. So. Well, before we go on to the next segment of the show, piggybacking on your box breaks, that's why I wanted to mention it. Sure. Uh, if you guys are listening to this or watching this, if you want us to break boxes, if you want to be part of this, that money will help not only pay for the box, but it, it continues to help support our content. You know, we're always talking about supporting if you guys are enjoying the show. That is n- not only something that would support us, but it would give you an opportunity to have some fun with us with a live stream box break. And we're going to get you the cards. We're even throwing around some ideas about, you know, potentially offering a buyback. So if you don't like the cards you get in the break, we could pay you a little bit of your money back. You get like a partial refund. And then we're also going to do like bounties. So like we have it set up for the AEW box where it's going to be so hard to pull an auto 
so hard that we're putting a bounty on it. And if you pull it, <laughs> then you get your choice of one of the slabbed SGC wrestling cards, as well as some autographed eight by tens. So yep. if you guys want to do that, let us know in the comments, reach out to us on social media, uh, links in the show notes to all of our social media accounts. Hey, while you're there, please subscribe to this, whichever platform you're listening to this on. But if you want to do box breaks, we are here for it. Whatever you guys want to break, we will go out of our way to get. But as always, as we've said, starting off this new year, the support has got to be there or we cannot do these things. So anything on that before we move on to the next topic? Uh, no, I think I'd say you covered all that. It's like that, but uh, I like that. We're going to be giving a little extra, you know, and I like yep. the, um, the ideas that you and I have been talking about, you know, off air about doing some uh, a buyback type of program, things like that, which will, you know, we'll have more details for that um, coming up soon, I hope. And then, um, yeah, I just, uh, you know, add a little something to it. You know, I've, I've got a bunch of stuff. I have no bunch of signed eight by tens from over the years. I don't mind throwing that stuff in to, to really entice things, make it a little bit different than other people doing stuff. Um, so yeah, more information to, uh, coming. All right, next topic. And this is kind of where I think wrestling cards uh, fall flat. And that is the types of cards, the originality and the variety within the cards. I, okay, so let's look at sports. You've got most of these cards out now you got a rookie card badge. So that eliminates a huge, like if it's, these are usually true rookie cards that might be different types of them. You know, like if you have, um, you know, player X, they have a rookie card in 2022. Well, they may technically have like 20 rookie cards, not even counting parallels. But the fact is it's all from the same year and it's all got the badge as opposed to in wrestling where you've got AJ Styles getting his first rookie card logo on a product like, you know, 10, 15 years after he's already had a card. Yep. So, and then I think really, I think wrestling, I look at some of these cards fully loaded, undisputed, especially the newer ones, transcendent. They're cool designs, but they're just, I don't know. They just don't do it for me. Like some of the ridiculous sports card designs I've seen, like these, like the color blasts that are out there. Well, and that's going to change with, it's going to change with Panini though, for WWE stuff. That's going to change. Is it not? Well, we hope. I, the, the biggest thing for me that I would love to see in wrestling, and this has been talked about by numerous people, is rookie patch auto types type things. Um, you know, really cool relics, which, I mean, come on, what have we gotten? Basically, matte relics for the most part, you know, forever. I mean, I mean, generally speaking, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, fully loaded kind of up the game a little bit. So like well, that, and the but, FLIR stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you go back, I'm just kind of talking yeah. more modern stuff. Yeah. So but it's it's just uh, ring mats and t-shirts. I, I think that's really where I, the um, sports card world has an advantage over wrestling, in my opinion. Again, just my opinion, but that's what I would like to see in wrestling cards is just kind of a uh, more innovative designs. And I know they're not terrible, but uh, what what do you think? Am I just completely like too off left field on that? Uh, maybe a little bit too left field, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Seriously, I mean, it's, it's it's not like that wrestling hasn't tried to do some different and unique things in the past before. You want to go back to the Fleer stuff. They had milk cartons and trash cans and, and tables. I, I mean, what, what else do you want them to do? Like skin graft? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> not even like relics. I'm just talking like design. Like oh, design, what, what, I mean, what catches yeah. your eye? Because like, you know, we may look at these cards and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. But well, there Chrome are... was a great design. Chrome was a great design. Oh, yeah. First no. off, from, from top to bottom, I thought it was a great uh, I mean, tops going out the way they're been going out. Everything about those last few releases have been like 
they're hitting home runs on it. All it's like they're, they're swinging for the fences, and uh, and they're, and for the most part, they're 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 you know they're bringing in runs, man. And it's just um, beautiful stuff. Like where where was all this creativity? You know, all these years like that. You know, like you start off with the chrome, which was kind of I mean I think they're. I was real, a big, big fan one. of finest. Like I, I like finest as well really too. Cool. I like finest as well. Then this Chrome 2021 Chrome. I mean, come on. In your house cards are beautiful die cuts. The five timers club is a really beautiful design. I'm not even a big fan of the cruiserweight stuff, and that that stuff is you know, still pretty cool looking. I stand corrected with the in your house inserts. Those yeah. that that was innovative. Got to get that was innovative. Yeah. So it's yeah. just uh, you know then they did the uh, the fully loaded having like the piece of the trash can and it's like, like that was kind of cool. But that that's expected for that release. That was kind of what that release was all about was to be, you know, limited and different in that, in right. that respect. But from a design standpoint, I mean, I, I like heritage. I'm a big fan of that release. I love that 1990s baseball look. Again, though, they did something to, it, it's what, it's what you said, you know, they, it's where, where was this creativity through their whole run of the license, you know? Yeah. I mean, granted, I think, uh, you know, I've been reading and hearing about the seating problems. Like, you know, you can get a whole case, of, like just duds and stuff and a whole case, of, like home run stuff. So I was the collation wasn't really good, but you know, we're not talking about that. We're talking right. about design design across the board on this stuff has been kind of pretty good, been pretty darn good. The like, more like, recent like, stuff. I, yeah. I hate to see the tops going now. <laughs> now we do. Oh yeah. Well, uh... <laughs> you just don't know how good you got it, man, until it's gone. <laughs> Well, it's funny you say that. I'm going to save that for our next segment or a couple of segments down the road. But The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Let's talk about market differences. I think this is the biggest disparaging factor, even, even more so than popularity. Because let's look at, I don't know, 52 Mantle, 86 Fleer Jordan. Um, you know, pick, pick one of your big goat cards that kind of rules the, if you want to get really crazy, let's throw out the, uh, Honus Wagner card. That's like millions, you know, billions sure. maybe, but yet here we still have Hogan cards and, you know, quote rookie cards or, or autos, whatever you want to mm-hmm. do. And they're selling for, you know, about a couple thousand under 10,000 usually. Yeah. And I think I, I just don't know what the disparage there is. Well, I mean, you're high. Let's look. Let's go ahead and, and, and do that. So you're 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 high in on all the other sports or in the millions. Sure. As far as like your all your uh, your major cards from each genre: baseball, basketball, for whatever. So uh, when you come to wrestling, you know your your home run guy is Hogan, and that's uh, your number one and your top selling card is a forty four, forty five, forty six thousand dollar card, not even six figures. Which yeah. I, I'm, I know that we've done an episode talking about. We it. have. Yeah. And it's just, um, I've always said this about wrestling and why maybe people don't gravitate towards collecting it or investing in it uh, because there's not enough zeros in it yet. And that's going to change, I think. It really is. I think we're very, very close to having something become the first six-figure card. And 
when it, six figures becomes like, hmm, okay, hundred thousand, okay, that's house money, man. I could, I can go out and yeah. uh, invest that. And then I think Prism's going to open up. Uh, you know, Panini and their Prism line is the first thing that they've slated to come out. Uh, it's going to open um, um, the doors and have a lot more eyes on the product. And, and hopefully that will start making these new the new blood coming in, kind of going and saying. Hey, what else in the history of wrestling cards can I go back yeah. and start investing in and maybe pump up? But we also don't have anybody. We don't have a was it Jake Paul or we don't have a Gary. We don't, we don't have a Gary Vee. I mean, he just posted their day. Finally, yeah. he posted their day about looking for something. I even tweeted back on that. Um, Me too. Uh, it's just uh, I saw your money come. <laughs> it's just um, uh, you know we we don't have we have the David Pecks of the world and the Rob Englands of the world who've been, you know, waving the, 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 the wrestling flag for a long time. So I, but these guys are not the influencers that we're looking for in the sense of like a name person out there that will go and buy a David Peck card or buy a Robert England, a Robert England card and, and make this a big purchase that becomes like, Hey, look at such and such, you know, celebrity a or celebrity B went and bought this wrestling cards like that. Maybe I should look at that. We don't have that focus right. on our on our on our genre yet, which is weird because we still we we have those people that are like promoting, so many pop culture people who love wrestling. Yes, and they promote it that way, but yet they don't do the cards that way. Even though yeah, they they will cards for other sports. It's very very strange. I, I want to make I want to make little custom earrings that have like the Rock rookie card on it, whatever the hell that is, <laughs> and put on little earrings and send it off to like you know. Uh, Jennifer Aniston or something like that, or have her wear it, you know, or, or maybe I have like a, you know, something like, <laughs> or, or have like a, like a nose ring with like a little, like a, a WWE belt on it. It's like that. It says, you know, like, you know, 98 superstars. <laughs> like, That'd be awesome. You know, yeah. I just have yeah, something like that. And then have, you know, give it to like, you know, Rihanna or something like that. I don't know. And just have them uh, become like uh, the flag bearer of the pop culture worlds like that of like wrestling cards. It's going to happen. Somebody yeah. out there of some sort of net worth is going to go out there and uh, make a purchase that um, is going to be like, holy cow, uh, wrestling has got some, some money in it. Speaking of that, and then going back a little bit, and we were talking about the designs, let's tie in the most recent news of how we were super excited that Panini was getting the WWE license. Oh, we're going to get Prism. We're going to get all of these releases. And then all of a sudden, Fanatics now has tops. So we're kind of back to where we started as far as like Panini's only mainly going to have wrestling and like NASCAR and soccer. It's almost like they just reverse roles with tops. It's very interesting. Kinda. So yeah. where do you think, in your opinion, where, where does this tie in with the market and creative designs and popularity? Well, you know more about Panini products than I ever would. So I've never really, you know, outside of a, occasionally seeing something over the years of Panini sticker wise or something old school, like 95 Panini cards, you know, for, for wrestling. I'm not familiar with their flagship or their, their, all their lines just like that. You know, that's, that's right up an Adam Gilman type of, you know, conversation, I guess. But uh, it sounds like they have a big reach. They have a global reach. Do they not? Yeah. I mean, and let me stop up. for one second. If you guys want more information on this, make sure to go check out the WTC YouTube channel or follow on Spotify. Uh, Tony and Adam did a huge discussion on this the day that the news broke. And it's some of the most like great content breaking down the effects 
of what this, you know, fanatics and tops and what it does for wrestling cards. So if you want more information on that, make sure to check out the WTC YouTube channel or the podcast and check that out. Go ahead. <laughs> um, it, Have to get the quick plug in there. Thanks. I appreciate it, man. Uh, it, it just, um, Panini has a pretty big market, so I don't see that really being a problem. I mean, obviously, yes, they, they basically flip flop now. So, you know, uh, people are going to be happy because they're still going to get, you know, tops Chrome. They're still going to get top. All those things are still going to, you know, happen for baseball, you know, for the foreseeable future. Um, but, uh, you know, Panini's not chump change. You know, they, right. they're a big company. So they, they are also integrated with tech. So they're, they're going to be, you know, putting a lot of things out there. They're going to be different and innovative, hopefully, with it comes to, to the WWE license that we've not seen before. Um, it's it has a lot of potential. I don't see it being a bad thing. I don't see it being a bad thing. I think this first release is going to be crucial to see how it gets received by the community. Um, box prices are going to be high. We all know it's going to be high. No one, no one, anybody, you know, fooling themselves thinking it's going to be like some sort of, you know, $100, $150, $150 box is going to be, is just fooling themselves. Uh, we've already had examples, you know, we've had the UFC license like that, yeah. somewhat comparable. So we know how that went for the flagship one. Um, but yeah, I don't seem to be a problem. I'm not, I'm not bothered by it. I don't think it's going to be a big issue. I don't. I'm really interested to see what happens. I have a little bit more, I'm not going to say trepidation, but more um, interest, I guess, to see like, instead of like, all oh, right, we're getting prism more like, well, this is going to be interesting. That's because, where I'm, at. I'm, I'm at that point. I'm like, this yeah. is going to be interesting. Yeah. Because there's a couple different things I see. Is this going to be one of those things where kind of how I thought it was going to be, where all of the flippers that are the prism boys, they come out there and they're, you know, uh, flipping the boxes and clearing out the hobby stores and retail and, and going on eBay and the singles are just going nuts because prism always sells really well. And then I'm like, okay, well, like that, that was my initial thought. But since this whole thing has happened, I've actually seen more people in the, again, sports world, more excited for tops to be bringing back tops Chrome top sinus yep. and all of these things. And I've heard many people now saying that within sports, um, Panini cards will be taking a huge hit. I mean, they said the same thing about tops or upper deck cards when all of that switched from there to Panini. Yeah. So that didn't necessarily hold true. Uh, you know, to some extent it did depending on the card. So that was just a quick observation I had. And then the other thing you're talking about tech. One thing that I was, that I'm kind of excited about is it seems like once everybody got on board with the sl the top slam, the mm -hmm. mobile app, once everybody started collecting digitally, they were kind of upset that it went away. Yeah. Panini has blockchain digital trading cards. So what could be exciting is if they really go hard on that and get all of those people that used to be on that tops app to be back on a platform doing digital NFT trading cards. Sure. That's, that's something that I did not expect the wrestling community to react really well to. And to my surprise, it seems like people loved it. They did. They really did. I, I'm one of those guys too. I, I was so uh, against, you know, getting involved in digital type stuff when it came to the cards. Like I couldn't grab my head, you know, wrap my head around it, but I got hooked on it and I enjoyed it just from just using it from the free standpoint, not spending any money on it, just opening up stuff and kind of fulfilling that itch to open something and yeah. kind of, you know, uh, that was fun. And so to see it go away is, it's kind of part of my daily thing now. Like I sit around, like I just open up, oh, I got 5,000 more coins. I'm going to open another pack, you know, kind of thing. And, uh, so it's been fun. But, but um, I'm interested in seeing what Panini does with it. So now that's not to say that Fanatics is not going to do the same thing. Trust sure. me, Fanatics yeah. is going to have 
uh, they made it very clear that they want to involve and take things into uh, uh, you know a digital type aspect as well and capitalize in that market. And and Tops has already got a very well done and uh, infrastructure when it comes to that. So it, it's not a matter of like reinventing the wheel. Now it's like no. how can we improve this wheel now over here? Um, so it's going to be a nice one-two punch when it comes to both sides. But again, it's something that Tops is making that I'm not I'm not interested in. I'm not interested in collecting baseball. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't thrill me. We're here to talk about wrestling, um, uh, so I, I want to see Panini really do something well with the digital aspect of WWE license, and I think they will. I I, I have to hold and uh, hope that they will. I mean, why else would you go and pick that up if you have no plans to do anything with it? But you know, you spend a lot of money on this license. You're gonna do something yeah. with it. One thing I actually just thought about as you were saying that, um, I don't. This is a big hypothetical. Are you familiar with the, it's a WWE card game and it's been out for years. Um, I cannot remember the name of it. Supercard. Superstars. Supercard. 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 Yes. That I've played it. It's fun. Um, it has a collecting element. It has a uh, leveling up, level up your cards element. That's kind of fun. And that, that game has been out for years now. It's had the WWE license. Whoever's making it has, they've never changed the core gameplay and people spend real money on it. They buy packs. It's a big thing. What if Panini was able to almost take what the top slam app did, use the NFT technology and really get people really wrapped up in this like they have Supercard? Like that could be a golden ticket right there if they could do it right. Are you also suggesting and comparing it to maybe like doing an, like an upper deck e-pack where I can buy something and then have it printed? That, yeah, that's another. That option. is a huge selling point for yes. collectors out there. If yeah. I was able to spend money in an app where I can just say, you know what, I'm happy having them digitally, but I want to get X, Y, and Z printed, I can have that service done for a fee. Yep. That's a money making opportunity. But the issue here with that when it came to tops, that you're talking about two completely separate entities. You had the actual printing side of, of tops business, and you had the digital aspect of that, who they rarely talk to each other about anything at all, other than you know, doing uh, names and things like that. So they were two separate entities. They don't one did not work with the other, basically, which I always thought was a missed opportunity. Um, and if upper deck does something like that where I can order a digital Daniel Bryan card or a, a Brian Dan, whatever. I can't remember the guy's names anymore. Um, CM Punk card, uh, you know, whatever. And, and then have it printed for me and have it shipped to me. That's awesome. Like that becomes an appealing thing to me as right. a collector. And I think Panini is in a position to do something like that. Another thing, speaking of the EPACs, I think the wrestling car community reacted pretty well. I know I saw some people, yes. maybe they needed help learning how to do it. But once I got started, it was, they're very accepting of the new way of doing things once they And the numbers started. back it up and don't lie yes. because that CM Punk car is, is the number one best-selling living set, you know, uh, you know, online print-to-order on-demand type of card. Yeah. For wrestling. Yeah. So, you know, uh, what, what may be on the surface may not seem so great. Uh, I, there, there's a lot of opportunities if Panini can do it right. So, um, very interesting to see what happens, but also uh, optimistic. Yes, and, and but all that also has to play on on one of our bullet points that we had for this discussion, which was about marketing. Yes, and and I think that the AEW brand with Upper Deck and the AEW as a company has been so smart with the way they've been doing all of their branding for all of their collectibles. Uh, 
Mm -hmm. I mean, just looking from a collectible standpoint, they're always advertising different things. And I don't even watch the show. I just hear about it and I see little snippets of like, so cool to see that the cards have been advertised on their show. So, like, so cool to see action figures are being advertised in the show. They want to build a community of collectors out there because if you have got someone who's collecting the product, it means I'm watching the product. Right. And uh, I think it's amazing that they're doing that. And uh, I, I hope that someday down the road, I just don't see it happening. Maybe. I think that's what they're doing today when recording this we have more layoffs today with wwe so maybe they're like really yeah. priming themselves to really get themselves sold and i'm almost at the point now where like i'm kind of like yeah like sell it man sell it to somebody who's going to actually market you guys a little bit more as far as like you know be i'm being you know a little uh you know, um picky and choosy it's like that you know about me 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 because i want it from a collector standpoint but <laughs> i'd love to see I love to see some advertisements being done and more marketing done towards the collectible side of the, of the hobby. Cause there's millions and millions of dollars in it and, and revenue that could be uh, there from, I mean, I was clearly, I mean, yeah. the t-shirts alone and they know about merchandise. I don't understand why trading cards are like the redhead stepchild of the collectible world. I really don't. So. Well, let's circle back to an even more positive aspect that wrestling cards has sports cards blown out of the water. That's the participants and the community within it. Yes. Um, with sports cards, it seems like everybody's always trying to outdo each other. It seems like everybody's trying to tell you that's not a good investment. This is a good investment. This is, you're a scammer. That's a scam. Um, you, you shouldn't invest in this, buy this instead. Um, you know, the, the, the list could go on and on, but with wrestling, yeah, you have that sometimes, but for the most part, um, the networking has been just ridiculous. Like there's cards that I've gotten from people that I've only met through, you know, putting out content or mm -hmm. being on social media, I would have never had those opportunities. And I, th I think that's a huge thing. And even like we've had guests on, I've had, you know, um, you've had them on your show. I've had them on my show separately that they talk about the wrestling card community is what keeps them going. Uh, they, that is wrestling cards is the community. Yep. And I just, I think, that's one thing that if, you know, people would just kind of jump on the train with us, so to speak, uh, like we're so much, not, not in an arrogant way. It's just the facts of the facts. The wrestling car community is better than the sports car community. Um, it, I would put it kind of in line with Pokemon again, once again, I keep comparing that like the the Pokemon fans are so fanatical about their specific Pokemon and their product that I think that really is kind of in line with what we do with wrestling. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not overly familiar with the Pokemon world, so I'll just take your word for that. But uh, it sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, you get connected to a particular star or superstar, it's like that. You know, it's just the same thing. But they're all characters. Um, but uh, I, I can't say nothing but a good thing for that. Yeah. I, I guess if I got to pick one negative, and is it really even a negative? Maybe. Uh, wrestling community, wrestling car collectors. Most of us, I say us because we're in it, but. Um, a lot of these grail cards, the differences with wrestling and sports cards is, you know, you might see somebody flexing a one-of-one -one auto of some, you know, could be a $500,000 card, let's just say, and it's not the Chris Jericho. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I had to throw it out there. Uh, so somebody's flexing this, this card say, and, uh, the next day they they sell it for a profit. That really doesn't happen in wrestling, which, you know, on one hand, you're like, well, that's not great because, you know, it doesn't give people an opportunity to get the cards. It doesn't keep the market moving. It doesn't expand the hobby. But on the other hand, it's like, 
well, people want the cards because they're they, they're not concerned about financials and I need to make my 20% on this or it's just not something I want to own. So I think there can be a really good medium. But again, that's just a, a difference between wrestling and sports cards. Have you also seen that or do, am I? Yeah, in you know? wrestling, it seems like there's more of a personal attachment to whatever it is that are collecting. It's like that. Something about whatever it is they're holding on to and not willing to let go is because it speaks something to them. It, it reminds them of a particular time of when they were a super fan it reminds them like i i i love this car because i remember that match man that's when you know when hogan slammed andre or you know i love this card because you know i love that just when uh, you know roman reigns did x or something so it just seems like there's more of a story behind card collecting in wrestling than any other genre and people become attached and the print runs, which, you know, are way less than any other sport. So there's right. less of it out there. And so when people actually have that connection and they have the card, they're less likely to let it go. So it's just, uh, we're going to see less and less of certain things. And, um, and it's good for the value, obviously, but it's only if someone's willing to sell. But um, Actually, I, I bring, that brings up a good point. Let me get your opinion on this. So hypothetically, wrestling card, somebody gets a wrestling card, goes into the collection there's less of it printed they're not a, they're not flipping it they're you know it's their pc item it may stay with them forever it may stay with them for five years and they need to move it whatever do you think that inherently makes wrestling cards uh more valuable because of the style of wrestling card collectors and because of the lower print run even if it's not a big dollar card so hypothetically do you think a $1 wrestling card now that say it's a matte relic. Cause you can actually get those for like a dollar, yeah. something like that. Um, you know, it goes into someone's collection because they're that that's their super collector of that superstar compare that to, you know, uh, say some modern rookie in basketball that comes out. That's also a card that's a dollar, but you know, maybe that guy doesn't make the team and you never see anything from him again. So mm -hmm. In my opinion, that that inherently makes the wrestling cards worth. I'm not gonna say worth more, but more valuable long term. Sure, I agree. I, I mean, you have a lot of variables in there, anyways, because you have print run, you know, numbers. Uh, then you have what's available in the market because everybody's holding on to it. Yeah. So it's, it's supply and demand issues like that. I mean, you know, you have your personal collection that you're piecing, you know, uh, across, and I'm 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 you know, piecing Loomis like that, these guys could fall away and never become anything like that. And like, we don't care because, you know, right. we're, we're enjoying the collecting at that level of, of talent right there. And it just sits in our collection for whatever reason, you know, we want to keep it, but um, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's, uh, you know, going to hurt anything at all. I mean, I really don't. Uh, it's, it's all good, man. It really is. I mean, wrestling is such a weird thing I, I, we're never going to solve it all in one in one night we're just uh, not going to <laughs> weird that's a great way to put it all right let's close so out weird. with let's close out with my my last little note that i think we should compare and that's content creators this is a little bit of a call for action but also a comparing you were talking about how we need the 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 one mainstream person to go out and buy that card or to talk about that card i think we need more content creators and the reason i say that is because from what I've seen in the sports card world or Pokemon or magic or whatever you want to say, like once, once someone starts, generally the next person starts and then the next person starts, the more people that are talking about it, the bigger collector base and community that that builds. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that I think sports cards have blown wrestling way out of the water is 
like there's so many content creators out and I wouldn't say it's a um, it's like what it hasn't watered down anything because there are different content creators that are doing different things. If you want a quick example of this, I mean, look at what we do compared to Card Foundation. Like they they do more news and notes. They do more modern stuff as opposed mm -hmm. to we look at, you know, I mean, come on, we were talking about eFeds one day. We're talking yeah. about FLIR products, which people really liked. Um, you know, we do the round table. You know, we just do different things. So what yeah. I'm saying is um, that, you know, the sports card world, they've got the news and notes sections. They've got people who just do vintage baseball. They've got guys who just talk about finance and flipping and building then they have guys that just talk about set building mm -hmm. i mean so that's what we need in wrestling i just think if we could get more content creators out there doing whatever that is whether it's blog video podcast whatever it is pick a lane pick something if you're listening to this what is it that you like in wrestling take that and start making some content because the bigger we can build this community the more fun it's going to be and i like learning from everybody else like even you know, I, we've talked about this before. A lot of the sports card podcasts, I love listening to them, even if I have zero interest in whatever it is they're talking about, because I like to take that information, learn and apply it to what I do like wrestling cards. So what are your thoughts on that? I got to listen to more stuff. <laughs> That's a, I just, uh, I've never made it a habit to listen to other uh, podcasts. Uh, the only other podcast that I listen to outside of yours uh, is Card Foundation podcast. And I don't even listen to honestly i don't even listen to all of it in its entirety for every single episode i just don't make it a habit to do so it's just not who i am right now i guess and i it's kind of one of my new year's resolutions i guess is to take on more content but i i'd love to see more content out there when it comes to wrestling cards we, we've heard of some people who are going to do some stuff we've seen some people actually start some podcasts that just faded away after a couple episodes and that was yeah. it um and it's unfortunate and it happens across everything but it could happen to this one who knows <laughs> yeah it could happen to this this could be it man this could be the last one good night we're out of here take off um i i love to, to see more people do more things when it comes to wrestling cards i know there's tweet wrestling does some cool stuff uh there's I, again I'm, I'm bad at this so i don't if i caleb, don't know that caleb start tweet wrestling caleb's doing, yeah caleb's mainly focusing on indie stuff which and is a great is, lane for him to be in, you know, it's exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Caleb was like, Hey, I like indie cards. This is the lane I'm going down. I'm just going to hit record and just go. So, you know, whatever it is, like, I, I know there are people out there like, you know, David Peck, why didn't he just start making a whole thing about just all-stars like go he for could, it. I mean, he could do an ongoing series and break the entire set down card by card, like one whole episode per card. If you wanted to yeah. talk about it. And, maybe I mean, some, and that somebody, episode only has to be 10 minutes. Right. Maybe somebody listening to this is going to take that idea and run with it. Go for Maybe, it. Maybe who knows? I mean, yeah. I, your your segment. You you've done the things. You've done a lot of things on your on your stuff. Uh, wrestling with cards, which I highly recommend anybody listen to. Uh, it, it's you've done a lot of things across the board of like talking market values, talking about what's got in the mail, talking about specific cards themselves. You've broken down sets to the point where you've had like how was it a uh, ten episodes, whatever it was, of breaking the down ninety five yeah. cards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's one of my favorite uh, series that you've done. So yeah, cause you took every single card in the set and you talked about it. Like there's nothing that anybody would not know about those cards after watching those. And it's just, uh, I'd love to see more content along those lines. Of, like just saying, you know what? I love, you know, stories, stories yeah. behind the cards. Yeah. I mean, I, I and you know, uh, miss him, you know, chef Carl. I mean, we didn't know him very well, obviously other than from the episodes we've had him on, but you know, he had a great idea to talk about the history of wrestling 
tie it with trading cards and talk about it. So yeah, which was a cool idea. You know, I wish somebody would go out there and say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I love food issued stuff. I'm going to do, just do an, uh, an episode talking about food issued type of cards and, and collectibles. Um, and, and don't even have to be about just cards specifically. You want to talk about action figures and wrestling, just tie cards in there and talk about the hobby in some way, shape or form, bring, bring more content out there. Cause it's just, um, it's all good for the hobby. I mean, it really all is. And, and we all learn from it because, you know, as, as someone who owns and runs WTC, you know, I'm still learning all kinds of things about older products from checklists. Like I got to add that. I need to have information. I didn't know there was variants of that. I got to have it on there now, you know, and just, we're always learning. So the more we can continue to educate each other, the better. Yep. Yeah. We become better collectors. How many times have we said it over and over education? Yeah. Like just over and over again. And, and I, I think having multiple, you know, people want to put out content out there, whether it be podcasts or blogs, whatever you said, like, you know, uh, it can't do anything but help the, the hobby, good, bad, or indifferent, whether it's, uh, if it's bad information, trust me, people are going to correct you on it's like that, and it'll make you a little bit, and I'll make you better for it too. Um, but it's all about learning and educating and, uh, you know, trying to help each other out, which is, a, you know, that's what this, this community is really about is helping each other out. It's Speaking amazing. That, I, I've never been a, you know, a player collector, like, you know, talking about time before. And here I am being a, a Loomis and an angle collector. I, people <laughs> I've never even met in my life are like, Hey, you'll appreciate this. I'm sending it your way. What are you talking right. about, man? <laughs> I've had that happen too with the, my killer slash carrying cross stuff. Yeah. Speaking of helping community, if you guys are listening to this though, reach out to us. I, I, one of us, both of us, whatever we can do to help you get started it might, we might not have the answers you need, but we can maybe steer you in the direction you need to go or give you some advice, whatever it is to get you started. If you're listening to this and you're considering putting out any kind of wrestling card content, hit us up on social media. Uh, we'll close the show out. Tony, let everybody know where they can find you if they have any questions. Wrestlingtradingcards.com. We are celebrating. And I'm going to be plugging it all year long. Trust me, buddy. Might as well. Uh, this is the uh, 20th anniversary this year of WTC Woo! as WTC. A little bit older when you start adding Com Collect into the mix, but we're not going to count that right now. Poor Com Collect. Um, but uh, yeah, it's the 20th anniversary this year. Um, do have some plans for, for, for some things this year. Um, hope to get them all done. So much work to do, but uh, everything can be found on wrestlingtradingcards.com. And if you want to reach me, it's at Zan Morning on Twitter and Instagram and pretty much everywhere else. Wrestling with Cards on YouTube, Wrestling with Cards, the podcast. Again, DMs are open. Send us those direct messages. If you need help, you have questions, whatever it is, show your support. Tony's got donation links. He's got stuff for sale on WTC. I've got Patreon. I've got my eBay store. Links in the show notes to all that stuff. Uh, again, we've got to have your guys' support to continue doing these shows. But for all of those who do support, who do listen, subscribe, and tell a friend, we greatly appreciate the time that you take out of your day to just listen to us talk about wrestling cardboard. And Today's episode, hopefully we've helped you kind of compare and contrast differences between sports cards, wrestling cards, you know, similarities, things that are different, things that can be kind of looked forward to in the future. You got any last words you want to talk about before we get out of here? Nah, man, just uh, keep plugging away, guys. Keep collecting, keep having fun. Yeah, keep having fun. I mean, that's why we're all doing it. Like, because yeah. if you're not having fun, what's the point? What's the point? Thank you guys for listening again. Subscribe, tell a friend about the show. We greatly appreciate your time until next week. We were, we were here another week until next week. See ya. See ya.